Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, For the Girl fam. What is up? It's your girl, <laughs> back, and your other girl, Ken's. Ken. Wow. You, why did you say that so incredibly awkwardly? I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I felt awkward about it. So I tried to backpedal, <laughs> and then I just decided to go for it. So what is up, everybody? We are the every every single time host of the For the Girl podcast. And shocker, we're back again. But today, we're back with a little bonus episode. Um, We thought, you know, in between the daughter series and our next series that we would just come at you with a couple of like fun random episodes that we've had on our list to do, but they haven't really fit in with any of our seasons. So today we're doing a Q&A episode. You guys ask yes. questions and we've got the answers. We're going to, um, you know, talk about some of the things that you've had questions about. We've kind of split it up into four different categories. So We've got questions about for the girl, which is like, you know, what we do, what does that look like? What's coming up for us? Um, what do we love about it? What do we hate about it? Things like that. We've got questions on faith, which of course we're so excited to answer those. We've got questions on life in general, and then we've got questions on relationships because every time we do anything, we get a million questions on relationships because mm-hmm. Ken's, I think I think you're a dating expert. That's why everybody wants to know. Wow. You're I the expert. that about you, Mac, in your new <laughs> dating life. Uh-oh. That means I'm far from the expert, but okay. Um, um, so, you know what, Kens? Are you ready for this? For this q and I, I am so ready. I feel like you're low energy over there. You guys, we just, so this is the first time we're actually recording a podcast episode away from each other. So sad. That's why the audio is probably less than stellar. We're so sorry. Yes. Yes. We are recording via Zoom, but here's the deal. Prior to this call, um, I could not get my freaking microphone to work. Why is Zoom just the worst sometimes? Sundays I don't it think it's bad. Zoom's fault, Kent. I think no. I okay. think it's your fault. <laughs> okay, it's my fault. We bought. Fault. We purchased microphones. Mine works like a charm. Kent's doesn't work. She <laughs> she likes to believe that it's because her microphone that we just purchased and she took out of the box is broken. <laughs> I'd like to think it's because the girl has no idea how to work technology. But it's really true. Satan is coming after you. In this oh my gosh! I mean, oh my. He's, he's breaking you down. He's not letting this microphone work. You need to <laughs> do you not need- put that on me. <laughs> Satan is not after me in Jesus' name. And but I am feeling a little uh, mentally defeated from trying to uh, trying to navigate my computer screen, you guys. So well, help me, Lord. Yeah, help me, Lord, too. Uh, All right. Well, let's just jump into this because we know if we got a list of questions, we might talk a lot. So let's make this as interesting as possible, right? We're talking like we need to give them some juicy details, like not just surface level stuff, but good, good answers. Are you ready to do that? I'm so ready. Let's jump into our first, our very first uh, category, which is just going to be the general for the girl category. So All right. I, I think we should start off with this question. What is for the girl and how did it start? Shout out to whoever put that in the Instagram question box. I like it. You know, what is this? <laughs> Ken, take it away. Okay. Yeah. So you get that a lot. People are like, what's the difference between the light for the girl? What is for the girl? What's happening here? And what is um, delight? Also- Some people might not even know what delight is. Well, Delight is a college women's ministry. Mac and I started Delight when we were in college, and now it's on like 200 universities all across the country. It's pretty incredible. So everybody in Delight like meets weekly and goes through like a book together. It's super sweet, like just Christ in our community. And then we got For the Girl. For the Girl actually only like officially started 
in 2020, which is kind of wild, but basically, and we did have the podcast a little bit longer, but like everything else launched in 2020. And here's what for the girl is because it is quite confusing. You guys, we have a hodgepodge of things happening. Um, but really like it's mechanized little baby where we get to just share all the things that God's teaching us. And there's a couple like main things that we're passionate about. And that first thing is actually like, um, getting excited about reading your Bible because the Bible is literally our guide and our direction here on earth. And it's important that we understand it and read it. But gosh, guys, I'm like the worst reader ever. I can't finish the book for the life of me. So obviously this big hunk of a book was very hard for me. And we've just learned like, or we've tried to create a lot of resources that actually help you understand what's written in scripture and make it fun and exciting all at the same time. So that's one thing we're really passionate about. And we love creating Bible studies like that. Okay. And this is my last part of the answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. And my last part of the answer is we also just like are really passionate about encountering God like every day day. So really specifically our quote unquote, like quiet time, like how do we actually meet with him, Mm. feel his presence? How do we connect with him in prayer? Like he feels like this big mystery man. And how does it feel more like our um, father and the creator of the universe that we can actually like communicate with and live like step by step with. So we have so many awesome resources for that too. And we just love for the girl because also we can be as girly as we possibly want. That's when my real Valley girl accent comes out is in all things for the girl. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I feel like there are kind of like three things that we use to kind of define everything we do at for the girl and put out through for the girl. And the first is like always rooted in scripture. We're always going to go back to the word of God. We really believe in helping women fall in love with the word of God. That's like what all of our content is about. Ultimately, the second is like, it's going to be fun and exciting. We believe that following Jesus is like the best adventure you can go on in life. It's the most fun thing. Yeah. There are some Mm -hmm. things that you have to, you know, step into obedience in, but man, you get all these awesome and amazing kind of just like perks and bonuses. Walking with Jesus is so fun. We always say like, this is not your mom's Bible study. This is going to be way more fun and exciting. And then the third would be full of hard truth. We don't like to just like make it easy on you. We're not going to like, um, cover up things. Like we're going to give you the hard truth. We're going to say, Hey, if you want to give your all to Jesus, like this is what it looks like. And sometimes that means sacrifice. Sometimes that means doing something you don't understand. Sometimes that means letting go of things. And we just believe like anything we put out, we're kind of putting it through that lens. So whether it's a podcast, it's a study, it's something that we're putting into the tent. Um, everything kind of goes through that lens. So that's for the girl. And, um, it really did start out of kind of just all these things God were, God was doing in and through kind of this ministry delight that we had started. And then we were like, gosh, we're, we're reaching all these women that aren't in college and and how do we continue to equip them and um, give them resources to follow Jesus and encounter Jesus in their everyday. So that's for the girl. So good. Amazing. Okay. Somebody asked what our favorite part of running for the girl slash delight is. What's yours, Mac? Ooh. Um, my, that is a hard question, but I would say my favorite part, like my favorite work day is when I get to literally study the word. <laughs> like I uh, had the whole day to literally just like sit in the Bible, read, study and write. That's my favorite, favorite thing. Like, which is so funny when we started all this, I never would have thought that I've always like loved to talk and love to be with people and things like that. And then it's been funny that I love that too. And that's a really fun part of the job as well. But my favorite days on the job are when I literally get uninterrupted time to just be in God's word and to almost like interpret it and study it on behalf of all of you guys. Um, Uh, you know, helping to take the word of God and make it accessible for women like us to engage and encounter Jesus through it. So that's probably my favorite. What about yours? That's pretty good. Mine is probably somewhat similar. I love those moments where you like have those quiet days where you can just write and get in this like really fun headspace. But I will say it's attached to so much dread. It's like that school paper that's due (laughs) and you like, I like, I got to do this thing. I got to dig in. We have a whole giant book to write and it like feels like the hardest thing ever. But then once you get into it, I like love that. I also love leading like any kind of meeting, like with our team. I think that's really fun for me me because I get to like 
yeah, pump people up and everything like that. Okay. Launch days too are so fun. Like anytime we launch something. (laughs) Yes. Like from the beginning of delight, I feel like every day that comes where we like are launching a product. I low key hate launch days. Wait, I feel like you like them. You always are like, oh, I love seeing them. I hate them because you, Ken's always says like she doesn't stress because she knows that I will stress on behalf for her. So like all the like little things she doesn't worry about. And like, I'm the one over there fixing like buttons on the website and being like, oh, this doesn't (laughs) work. And oh no, we got to post it and whatever. And I feel like I low key kind of hate them because there's always like a million little things, but they are fun to watch people react and respond. But Uh, yeah, yeah. I do think it's gotten like a little bit more complicated over time or something, but yeah. Yeah. I love it. Anyway. Um, Okay. Next question is what is your favorite podcast episode we've ever recorded and your least favorite? Um, we talk about this all the time. I guess our least favorite was probably the purity one because it was just cringy. I mean, like about setting boundaries and what like you should and shouldn't do with your boyfriend was just the most awkward. And we also just felt probably the most unequipped. So I feel like that one. I did re-listen to it the other day and it was pretty good. So we, we maybe shouldn't have to be as embarrassed as we thought. Yeah, that's so true, actually. It's one worth listening to, 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. I don't know my favorite off the top of my head. Do you know yours? Um, I think the most recent series we did um, yes. before Daughters, so like the actual For the Girls series that we did in between Move of God and Daughters were my favorite episodes. Like we yeah. covered topics that I really love, like, and I felt like super like – I felt myself where I was right in the middle of. So I think a couple of them for me that stood out were moving to the new city, the girl who thought she'd be married by now. And then the one that was like for the girl who wants to get back to her faith or I think that was what it was called. Yeah. Like that, that episode, like one of those things where I just felt like God was like moving and speaking in so many ways. And I literally felt like, all right, Holy spirit, that was all you. Cause I don't really remember doing it. And so I think those were some of my favorites, that whole little series and a couple of those that I mentioned. And then, yeah. uh, you know, what's funny. I think my least favorite podcast episodes are um, the very beginning. Those, when we started, they were like for the girl who is the romantic and the independent. I don't think I could go back and listen to those. I would cringe hardcore, hardcore. Like that, that would sounds like no fun to go back and listen to those, but I'm sure people got things out of them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Also, um, I will say anytime that I have to, anytime where you have to like full on walk through the Bible story over a podcast is very difficult for me. So I would say those are pretty (laughs) difficult. Um, And oh wait, I was going to say my favorite. My favorite, I really liked the last series too. My last series with the like, for the girl who hates what she sees in the mirror. I loved all those. It's something like, it just like feels more personal and exciting. Yeah. Those are really fun for us to record and do. And we are going to do we're going to do way those more. again. We're going to do way more. We're so, we love to, those are our favorite episodes to do. So, yeah. Um, okay. Ken's what is your favorite study that we've done thus far? Okay. Mine like really hands down is the latest study daughters because um, I think it's just really meaty. Like what we talked about earlier about one of our like passions being like helping women understand scripture and actually get excited about reading their Bible. Like I think this study really, really does help you do that. And it's in like multiple books of the Bible and through multiple different lenses. So I, and also it's about women and it was just like the best. It feels so fitting for, for the girl. It's also incredible to do with like a group of people, which like sometimes I find just some Bible studies are really hard to do in groups. You're kind of like, what should we talk about? You know, what, yeah. How do I even like ask a question after this big complex idea? And like, this is just so easy. So, so easy. So I have to say that. What about you? Would you say the same? Yeah, I would say uh, from For the Girl, I think that Daughters is my favorite, uh, probably. I think it's such an awesome tool to use within a group setting, too. And I got to lead a daughter's group, and seeing it come to life and seeing it in action was, like, the coolest, coolest thing. And I think you really do study scripture really in depth, which is usually my favorite kind of Bible study. Um, 
Uh, now for delight, I got to write the act study for delight. And that was, I mean, probably like the most fun three months of my life that I've ever had, like getting to like study scripture in depth. That was really, really cool. So probably one of those. Yeah. Yes. So good. Okay, daughters, low key guys, we wrote daughters in like three weeks. <laughs> so it fast. happened so fast. So like, it feels like a, like, a just like blip on the radar. I'm like, did that even happen? It was crazy. <laughs> I know, I know, uh, which that just sounds like a mess, but honestly, let's all be real. Like, just like the paper reference, we all write papers. Like, it really actually only takes a few hours. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing the thing. So we just try to sit down and do things. Yeah, Ken's and I's schedules are so crazy just because we, we wear a lot of different hats between For the Girl and Delight. And sometimes it's better for us to just like carve out chunks of time and be like, we're going for it rather than like an hour here, an hour there. So that is honestly a lot of the ways that we write the For the Girl studies are like, we just go ham for like three or four weeks. So we're actually yeah. currently doing that for our summer series study, which that was one of the questions. I think that's our last question we should answer in this section. Okay, um, yeah which is there a summer series Devo coming out? And Mm. the answer is yes, we have a summer series study coming out. Um, It's going going to officially launch on June 1st. Everything will be out about it. Um, if you've never done a summer series with us before, they're so fun. Um, we're going to be studying a book of the Bible. We're actually going to be studying. I'm giving you the tea here. It's a little early. We're still working on it, but uh, why not? You guys are the fam, so got to share these things. But we're going to be studying the book of Psalms. And um, we're not going to be studying the whole book, but we're actually going to be diving deep into six specific Psalms and really learning about how the book of Psalms is um, almost like a, a manual or um, a model for how we can talk to God. It almost gives us a model for a prayer language. You know, the book of Psalms is the only book in the Bible that's both God word, God's word for us and words that God gives us to speak back to him. And so um, we're going to be diving into that. I think it's going to be so powerful because you're going to be studying scripture, engaging with it, diving deep, but then you're also getting this really cool tool to talk to God and to develop and strengthen your prayer life. And so I'm really, really excited. We'll be doing groups. We'll be doing um, study guides. We'll be doing podcasts. We'll be doing all the fun things. So we're really excited about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're already getting so hyped. Um, Okay. Moving moving into faith section. How about, um, we're going to put the priorities first, right? Yeah. Before just start rambling of random personal things. So yeah, this one, this question kind of is in both about for the girl and about faith, but I want to know this Mac, um, for, well, and I'll preface this with saying like, there's probably so many people that are listening to this podcast and like wanting to step into ministry. Maybe you're younger, maybe you're in high school, maybe, maybe in college, whatever. And they're really like feel calling to ministry. Yeah. Um, what would you like tell your younger self? If you could go back, what would you like tell yourself as you were building delight and like the baby steps and everything like that? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that because it is so funny that, you know, Ken's and I stepped into ministry and into a leadership role in ministry at a super young age. We were sophomores in college when God kind of opened that door for us. And then we've continued to step into that ever since. And so it's been like, you had to learn on the job, had to figure it out as we went. Um, There's a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of stuff like that along the way. But I think if I could go back and tell myself, I would say, Mackenzie, don't try to do it like anybody else. Like, I think like rather than comparing and looking around at like all these other people and um, I think you can learn from other people and I think you can respect things about other people. But I think like I truly felt freedom in ministry and in leadership when I just started doing it the way that God had created me to do it and not like trying to emulate the way somebody else did it. And that Mm -hmm. has been so fun and made it, it's honestly made me carry it so much more lightly because I'm not striving. It's literally just like a knee jerk response of my heart because that's how God wired me. That's how he made me. And so I don't have to sound like Christine Kane. I don't have to sound like Priscilla Shire or Sadie Robertson. Like I get to just 
be me. And that has been really fun. And so I think for, for those of you that have like a a passion for ministry, it's like learn from other people. Um, but ultimately figure out what your unique voice is. Like what is your unique specific passion that you're going to bring in, into sharing God's word and get confident in that and grow that and, you know, stretch that muscle. And it makes doing ministry a lot more fun and a lot more freeing too. What about you, Ken? That's so good though. It's so important to like, if I could like go back, it's so real. Like it's first like identifying what your gifting is like, yeah. and that takes some time. That totally takes, yeah. that might take a year, two years, three That's years. That's so true. It might take some like trial and error and this and that. But I think that we like tend to compare a lot when we don't know our giftings, right? Cause we're like, well, what are we good at? I want to be like her. I want to be like her. And we're torn all these different directions. But if you're able to put your time into like discovering your gifting and once then once you discover it put your time in that gifting and mm. get so confident in just that thing and I think God will lead you to the most incredible places we also talk about this a lot of like you know we when we went look back on our college experience it was like so many like coffee dates with girls and like leading Bible studies, setting up for Bible studies, prepping for Bible studies. It looks like a lot of time, like the little beginning parts of starting delight that were not glamorous. I mean, try like telling your friends like, yeah, what are you doing this weekend? Like, I'm trying to build this ministry. And they just kind of roll (laughs) your eyes at you. Like, what are you doing? You know? And it sounds embarrassing. Like it kind of was, but we just like sacrifice the time and put time into it. And I would say like going back there, I, it, that it mattered. Like all those yeah. moments mattered for anybody who's like trying to build something right now. I feel it's a calling to ministry, like spend time building that, even though it might feel like a waste of time or it might look embarrassing, like just keep doing that because it really does matter. All those little moments were the foundation of what delight is now. So yeah. keep doing yeah. that keep, keep, keep doing it. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. I see this question a lot. I feel like we get this question a lot and that's just like, how do you motivate yourself to study the Bible? And I, we've done, I think pretty sure we've done a full podcast episode on this, but, um, I think I just like want to constantly remind women of this. And I think, you don't have to read the Bible in one way. Like the Bible does not have to look like every single day you opening up some random passage or you studying one book from the beginning to end. Like we have our whole lives to read one book. So get creative with how you read it. That would be my biggest suggestion is like there are seasons where I am so excited to wake up in the mornings and like dive in and jump in. And like, I'm reading through one specific book and I'm so excited and I'm reading commentary and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Um, And then there are some seasons where like, I'm like, okay, it's not as exciting to me right now. And so that's a season where I'll pick up a Bible study. You know, I would go to forthegirl.com and be like, Hey, I'm going to get this study on James or this study called move of God or daughters. And, and I would let someone else help me as I walk through the Bible. Sometimes, um, It's me seriously just reading one verse and reading it over and over and over and over again. Like, I think that you have to get out of your routine, out of your rut. It's just like when you work out and like, you know, you're like sick of working out, but maybe you've done the same workout over and over and over again. So you just got to try something different. And then you, maybe eventually you'll go back to that old workout you were doing. And so I think the same is true of reading the Bible is like, get out of your rut, get out of your routine, try something different. Uh, get that app where you literally like it reads scripture in the cool way. I think it's called like street street lights or something like that. Go for a walk and listen to scripture. Like, um, I think that the more that you change it up, the more that you're going to hunger for it and the more that it's going to be exciting. And I believe that God's word is so exciting. So we don't have to like we don't have to zhuzh it up and make it exciting. Like it is. And so I believe that when you get in there and you dig in and your heart's in the right place, like it's going to come alive for you. So I think that would be my biggest tip Mm -hmm. on um, how to motivate yourself to, to study God's word. That's so good, Max. So true. Okay. I love this question. Um, It's how do you minister to people who who are quote unquote Christian, mm, yeah, but aren't living it out. It's so tough, you guys. Like we all have those friends who are like Christian, but like their life just doesn't look like that. Um, and first, I would just say quickly a couple of things. Like you go off on this subject, but I think as a friend, 
we have no place to judge. And if we're coming, if we're being in relationship and in yeah. friendship with them out of judgment, um, your relationship isn't going to go very far and everything coming out of your mouth is not going to be that kind. And so I know this is so hard because it's so easy to just be like, wait, you're partying on the weekends and judge their decisions. But the reality is, is you don't really know what's going on deep in their heart. Like they may be going to these things because they're feeling really hurt or because they're feeling so distant from Mm. God or because they're struggling with something super, super deep in their spirit. So they might have a giant insecurity that like you don't know about. Maybe they started dating a guy who's who's not a believer. Well, maybe this came out of an insecurity. Maybe it came out of desperation. Like you don't know the depths of like the hurt or what they're going through. So try not to judge. Don't just cast judgment. The only one who can is God. We just like, don't, we just can't do that. And so Mac and I talk about this a lot, like in our friendship, the thing that's been like the most, like the the best thing for us is believing the best in each other, like all the time, despite what the decisions we're making. So I would just encourage you to believe the best in her. Mm. Then I would say like, don't stop being friends with her. And even though your guys' lives might start to look more and more different, pursue her still. I mean, I think even more so you're probably called to be a part of her life. So I know like since your lifestyles might be shifting and changing, don't let that just change your relationship. Like keep pursuing her, like text her, reach out to her, be a really good friend, like grab coffee with her, be better than her other friends in this Mm, season. Like be a better friend, whether that means like when, when you're hanging out with her, like like be uplifting don't cause comparison be like be give her joy give her love in her life like be a really good thing for her and when the time is right god will open the doors for honest conversation guys like don't avoid that of course but rely on god to like have to like open a conversation moment, pray for that moment, you know, pray for her to like open up about something she's going through, like pray for um, there to be like a great question to ask or follow up with. Um, don't force it, pray for it. And I think you're going to find some really sweet moments in the midst yeah. of that. So that's what I would say. I love that. I love that. And I think it's like, sometimes I go back to, I'm like, do I believe in the transformative power of the gospel. Like, do I believe in the transformative power of being in relationship with Jesus? And I do. And so I think when we focus on that, it takes the pressure off of us to be like, oh, I don't need to go in and like help people modify their behavior. I need to go in and help people fall in love with Jesus. Because when you fall in love with Jesus, when you connect back to that passion, that heartbeat, then you, we know how it goes. Like all that stuff comes along with it. Like it becomes a response of your heart. You want to respond in obedience. And so I think when you see friends who maybe are like, think that they're following Jesus, but they're, you know, you see some stuff that they're doing that maybe you wouldn't agree with. I would just say, help them fall in love with Jesus. Like talk about how good Jesus is. Like, and I think that that becomes attractive and people want that. And so, um, focusing on that to me sometimes is like so much more important. And I think you're so right. Ken's like, I think about friends that I have who, when, you know, ish kind of hits the fan in their life, I want to be the friend that they call. Like, I want to be the friend that they're like, Oh, I know Mac will pick up in this season. I know Mac will like, she'll have encouragement for me. And, and I want them to know that like, that's going to come from the Jesus lens in my life. Like I want them to expect that. And, and it is so crazy how like that has happened time and time again, because people know like, Oh, she has something to offer me other than just like some like good advice. Like she has a really awesome thing in Jesus to offer me and whether people registered or not that or not, they're going to come to you in those moments. And so I love what you said, like being a better friend than their other friends so that in those moments they come to you and and you get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their life. So good. Yes, that's right. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get in such a rut when it comes to my quiet time. I don't know what scripture to read. I journal on and on about all my random feelings and I get so easily distracted. But what if I told you that there was a resource to make your time with Jesus more powerful and productive? We are so excited to introduce you to our new monthly subscription, The Tent, Encountering Jesus in Your Everyday. 
Each month, you'll get the resources and encouragement you need to revive your time with the Lord. This will include a monthly focus and challenge, guided prayers, and personalized content that we love. We're so excited to announce that we have an awesome deal for our For The Girl podcast listeners. We are giving you $5 off this monthly subscription, locking you in at only $10 a month. This opportunity won't last forever, so seriously, go sign up today. Head to ForTheGirl.com for more details and to pitch your tent to encounter God in your everyday. And I, yes, that's so good. Okay, cool. Oh, (laughs) Mac, I love this. You just moved to a new city. We got a question about finding a church in a new city and getting involved. What should that look like? I love this. I think this is so good. Um, Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's so funny. Like I just finished reading this book on dating uh, called Outdated. And one of the things he talks about in the book, which you're like, what? You're talking about dating? Talking about churches? I'm getting there, guys. I promise. Um, But one of the things he says that in dating, like you have to know what you're looking for. He talked about like when his wife would send him to the grocery store to buy milk, she would literally send him with a picture of what kind of milk she wanted. Because we all know there's a bunch of different types of milk and men will come home with like the wrong thing and said like, you know, when, when he knew exactly what he was looking for, he was able to like avoid all of the other things and pick what he wanted and take it home. And it was right. And, um, he said, you know, when, when he would go and his wife was just like, oh yeah, get, bring home milk. He would go and he would just like stare at the gr- milk aisle for hours. Cause he was like, what kind of milk do we get? I don't know. I can't remember. And I think kind of the same is true in dating. And then the same is true in looking for a church. I think it's super important to sit down before you kind of begin the process of church hunting and figure out what you want. Like, what are you looking for in this season? I just moved to a new place and like, I loved my last church and there were so many things that I loved. But as I kind of processed what I wanted in in another church, I was kind of thinking there were some new things on my list. There were some different things that I was like, you know, in this season, I was really looking for a church that was diverse and, you know, multi-ethnic. And I was like, that is like top on my list. Like, I want to, I want to go to a church that like reflects the kingdom of heaven and kind of a couple of other things, you know, like I wanted to be in a passionate worship experience, some other things. Like I wanted to, to sit under a pastor that was like really like preaching the word of God. And so I kind of had this like little list and I just started searching, looking on, you know, go on the website, go on their Instagrams, look around. Um, we can finally like go to churches to visit. Um, and then I'd say, if you find a church that like meets those things, commit. I think sometimes what we do is we spend too long shopping and we don't actually just commit. Like I think when you know what you're looking for and you find one that checks those boxes, then you're like, all right, go all in. Even if there are other things about it that maybe you're not super jazzed on or loving, like just commit, go all in and just be prepared for God to move. I know for me right now, like the church that I'm going to just opened back up like literally two weeks ago. So going on Sundays, joining a small group, um, volunteer to serve. I think that's such a good way to get involved in a new church is like, I think we often think, oh, wait, I have to be involved before I volunteer. But no, 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 no. Volunteering is a way to get involved. I think that's such a great way. And I think that's taking on the posture of Jesus. So know what you're looking for. Um, Once you find it, commit, don't keep shopping and then um, get involved by serving. Those are three little tips I'd give. So good. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, oh. I'm so excited for your new church. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Um, okay. <laughs> one more question in the face section and then we'll keep, we'll keep moving. Um, okay. Pins, I want to know your favorite worship song. Oh my gosh. I don't even, I can't believe you asked me this because I never <laughs> know a name of I literally said one yesterday and I don't even remember what it was. Like <laughs> That's I, why I thought I was safe to ask you this question. I don't even remember. I was asked this question yesterday, you guys, and I gave one answer and then like now I literally have no idea what it was called. I don't know. What's your favorite worship song? Oh, I think I found it actually. You okay, found I'm yours? really yes, I'm really currently into this brand new song. It's called The Truth by Lauren something or another. It's the Belonging Co, the Belonging okay. Co song. So I heard okay. it at church the other day and I it just got me pumped. I you know those songs where you hear at church and then you're like 
think about it later and you're like, what was that song? I need to know. And then you Google it and you find it. And so, you know, it's really good when it was like that. So hopefully you have to find it. Yeah. What's yours? Um, okay. My favorite worship song right now. I, I feel like this is pretty cliche, but I just love every song Brandon Lake sings every single song. It's like Mm -hmm. always my favorite. And he has this one song called lost in your love. And I like the live version. It's my fave. Fave of the moment. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. know. Should we keep moving to our next section? Yes, let's do it. I'm reading through some of them right now. Let's move to life section. So this is just like good old generic life. This is like friendships, career, college, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So let's start with, do you have one ready? I have one I'm seeing. Okay, go ahead. You can go. Let's start with this question. Does choosing the right college major matter? Oh, no. You're talking to the wrong ladies. Go for it. Okay. If you are about to be a doctor, like, gosh, you got to get into college. You got to really dig your heels. A dentist, oh my gosh. An accountant, oh my gosh. So you might have some crazy career goals. I love that. You, your career or your major and everything should really matter. For Mac and I, we didn't really know what the heck we wanted to do when we were in college. Mac changed Well, I thought major. I did, but... Turns out it wasn't what I wanted to do. (laughs) You guys, Mac was a singer songwriter when she, that was her major. When she Songwriting. (laughs) Yeah. Songwriting. (laughs) And then her junior, her second semester junior year is when she changed her major to public relations. Public relations, I mean, the most random ever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty hilarious. And then I am... and I can't believe you like got away with that, like graduated on time. That's pretty I know. I know. But it was a miracle. Not surprised. She was also the valley vic- valid Victorian of her high school. <laughs> not college, but that would be pretty awesome if you even like that. Okay, but <laughs> you guys, I changed my major about three different times because I had no no idea what I wanted to do either. And I kind of landed on Christian leadership my sophomore year, which does seem so fitting. And I genuinely, I wish I could take myself back to college because that I bet my classes were actually so incredible. And I don't think I listened. So I just wasn't really listening. (laughs) I'm not much of a school person. So didn't really work out for us. So for us, it wouldn't have mattered what we majored in. And I think in a lot of careers, and especially in the creative space and the ministry space, like it probably doesn't super matter, but then in other spaces it does. That's what I feel. Is that what you're thinking? Yep. I would say the same thing. I would say don't stress out about it if you're stressing out about it right now. Um, I think you're going to be more than okay, more than fine. Um, What's beautiful is like, I think about us, like when we look at resumes for people we're hiring, I hardly ever look at the college major. (laughs) I want to know more about your experience and what you've done and what you're passionate about. And so I think if you're stressed about your college major, don't stress about it. Whatever you end up majoring in, God will probably be in that. And like, you'll see how it'll like kind of weirdly set you up for something in the future. But I would say, yeah, don't stress about it. I don't think they ultimately matter unless you're doing those big, important things like doctoring or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome um okay I really like this question Mac it's about confidence confidence yeah um so I but when I so the question is how do you stay confident but I want to like take a little different twist it says I want to know how because I feel like there's different areas of confidence yeah I want to know how you stay confident in just yourself physically like (laughs) the way I look yes okay that's one area that's one area Okay. The second is like spiritually, like how do you stay like confident in like your calling or your giftings or just like spiritually and then maybe personally too, I guess, oh. like in your, in your relationships, like friendships in that kind of area of your life. I think yeah. you can answer all of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let sure. me hear it. yeah. It's funny to be honest. I've kind of always been 
naturally pretty confident. (laughs) And I think it comes from a lot of like, I'm pretty independent. And so um, I'm the youngest of four kids. So I've always kind of like been cool with doing my own thing. But I will be totally honest, like the older I've gotten, there's definitely been moments in my life where like, I feel like each of these different areas like have come under attack, like that, that area of confidence, like suddenly was really difficult for me. So I'd say in like my self image, the way I see myself, um, we did a whole podcast episode on this as well that you should definitely go listen to. Um, but it's called for the girl who hates what she sees in the mirror, but I would say a couple of different things. Um, I think number one, like I try to stay healthy ultimately and not in a way of like, Oh, I want to look, I want to look like hot and skinny or anything like that. But like, I honestly feel so much better. I noticed that like the, how much I'm like moving my body and what I eat is so tied to usually like my mental health and just the way I see myself. So I think that's super simple, but I think that actually is really important in staying confident. Um, and I think science would say that spirituality would say that like literally anything would say that. Um, and then I think what's really important is like, and this is baseline for all of these areas. I get up every morning and I talk to God and I ask God, God, who are you and who do you say that I am? It's like, those are usually what my conversations with him sound like. They don't really sound like that. Ultimately, it's just like me talking with God, who's my friend and who is my savior and who I know has more love for me than I can ever fathom. And I really believe that that rhythm and that routine is what gives me the confidence to walk into every area of life and remember who I am and whose I am. And so um, I think like for me, I notice on days that maybe I skip my time with the Lord, suddenly like that confidence oftentimes will come into question. And so I think that's like super simple, but super important. Um, And I think also one thing Ken's and I talk about this all the time is that like you have to change the way you talk. So if you're constantly hating on yourself and I've noticed Ken's, I've been slipping back into this recently. (laughs) I have been like, okay, so like um, have a new boyfriend. I think people know this at this point and we FaceTime cause we're long distance a lot. And so I constantly just see myself, you know, on FaceTime, like more than usual. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like every FaceTime call, I'm like, Oh, I look ratchet. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. And I've noticed myself doing this. And I'm like, I feel like the more you say that about yourself, the more that you believe mm-hmm. it. And also mm-hmm. the people around you start to say that. And like, I've realized I'm like, what, why am I doing that? Like, whatever, you know, if I look ratchet, I look ratchet. And so I think the way that you speak, the words that you use and the language that you use is directly tied. And so if I could cut that out, I'm sure it'd give me a lot of confidence in that again. So I kind of just hodgepodge all three of those together, Ken's, but that's what I would say. Wow. That is so good, Mac. We needed (laughs) that. We needed that natural confidence. Oh, And I will say, I'll add to this conversation as a whole, Mac is naturally confident for sure. I would say that I have, I have like struggled in this a little bit more and I don't Mm -hmm. even say that in a like, what was me kind of way, but I think I've had to, I think everything that we kind of do in for the girl and in ministry is like very just challenging for for me more so than you and um I've had to just build confidence and my confidence Mm. has come from going to God for like hype sessions like seriously that's (laughs) what it's like Mm -hmm. it's like Lord oh my gosh you've called me to this you've called me this you've created me like you've equipped me in this like in it's seriously like a little hype session where he can just speak like over my identity and that really has mattered And, um, yeah, I will also say like, like what I said earlier of like figuring out your gifting and not trying to like get into other people's lanes has really mattered too. Cause my confidence doesn't come from these other giftings. It comes from like what I know God created me to be. So like staying in that lane really does matter. So figure out your giftings and then like really grow in that. And I think once you see yourself grow, you'll be amazed by that. So yeah, so good. So good. Okay. Another question that I have for you and I see this a couple things, but it says, what advice would you have for a girl who's terrified to move away to college? And this is super quick, but do it. (laughs) That's what I would say. College was so fun. It was the 
honestly, the best thing that probably has ever happened to me, getting out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone. I don't say this in an overly spiritual way. I say this in like, and actually this is what happened, but getting out of my comfort zone, moving away from home, it did a couple of things. It honestly strengthened my bond with my family and my friends at home. Like it really did because suddenly I had to choose it. It wasn't natural. It wasn't easy. But then secondly, it unlocked so many dreams that I would have never known if I would have stayed at home. It unlocked so many passions and purposes. It's where I grew my faith. It's where I met people like Ken's, like lifelong friends. And so, so simple, but I would say like, put the fear aside, trust God and do it because it is 1000% worth it. Four years of your life where you literally get to like, not have a ton of worries and concerns and uh, try new things, meet incredible people, grow in all of these different areas. College is like amazing. I wish I could go back and do it all again, honestly. Yes. So. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Um, okay. I love this question. This is maybe going to be the last before we just like kind of put everything together at the end. Right, Max? Is that good? Oh, oh right? we have or- relationships. Oh my gosh. Wow. We have a whole nother. Okay. Did you see how many questions were in relationships? Uh, no, I missed that category. Holy oh, cow. We got the biggest one to move fast. Let's go. Okay. Okay. How do you stay motivated? This is one last okay. question. And I just will answer this, you guys, probably about 90% of the things I do on a daily basis, I like don't wake up really necessarily wanting to do it. Like I do a lot of things unmotivated, just like any other human being. So if I'm going to the gym, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to go to the gym, but I just do it. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to get into this, go to this meeting. And I just do it. I don't cancel. I just do it. I don't really want to hang out with my friends late at night. That sounds like a lot, but I just like, just do it. I don't cancel or like, or you don't really want to write this book and we just do it. And so I think like, you really just got to like dig your heels in, even when you feel unmotivated. It's just like, even I know that Mac, you would say the same thing. Like you just do a lot of things unmotivated. And I think once you start it, like just start it, do the first step and you'll actually start to get more excited about it. So um, just start it. I think it's really important. A lot of people avoid doing things altogether because the start is just hard, but once you get past it, it'll be so, so good. So yes. So good. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So let's move into that last category, which is relationships, which when I was pulling all the questions, this was by far the one we got the most in, <laughs> which is pretty normal for us over here at for the girl. So oh, yeah. let's just start with one Ken's that I think a lot of people have a question about, and I'm excited to hear from you, um, your perspective on this, but how do you know if the person you're dating is the one or not? Yes. Okay. When I dated Josh, I was a hot mess. You guys, I was, I just personally struggled with like commitment I was so scared of like dating the same person forever, never dating again. I was scared. I had a really, really hard breakup, was scared because I didn't want to go through that again. Like so, so many different things. And so I was just a whole hot mess. And it took two years of dating Josh of like trying to figure this all out. Um, And so, yeah, I would say my answer to this question is going to God and having his confirmation, which that sounds incredibly spiritual and in the clouds and weird, but I really will yeah. say, and I promise you, promise you, promise you, this is like the only reason, no, not the only reason, but that's dramatic. This is like how I probably was able to get married and that was God's confirmation in it all. And what that looks like is like, I prayed for conversations to happen between me and Josh. Like mm. if, if I was like insecure about something about him, if I had a doubt about him, if I wanted to see an area in his character grow. I prayed for that. I prayed for conversations to happen. I prayed for growth in his life. I prayed for him Mm -hmm. to meet um, a mentor. I don't know. I prayed for things to shift in our relationship. And I took note of it in my phone. I had a little in the notes app. I took little notes and I put them in there. And in moments where I wanted to run away, I looked back at that note. And I will say I'm now like, in like seven months into being married, I still look at the note. Like I still need to know that God called me to this. It's just like anything else in your life. Like even in the hardest days of doing ministry, 
I can look back in remembrance of prayers that have been answered and that I am called to this. And so um, I would say like praying for that is so, so important. That would be my answer. That's so good. Okay. So good. Wow. <laughs> Are you not going to answer this one? Oh, <laughs> yes. I can answer this too. Um, <laughs> yes. We need to know. The audience is listening. Well, you know, I'm in a little different stage than Ken's. Um, but I remember, it's funny, like I remember so many friends telling me like, oh, you just know when you know, like, you just will know. And I remember being so frustrated by that. I'm like, no, like that can't be true. Like that can't be true. Um, it can't be that way for everybody. And I think a couple of things that I've learned is number one, um, knowing like peace is going to look so different for everybody. There's not this like one, one way, like, you know, you have to know by this season or it's not it, or you have to know in the first moment or it's not it. I don't think that's true at all. I think God created us all so uniquely. So we're all going to know so differently and so uniquely. And then Ken's, I think you're so right. Um, I do believe, I do believe that like you will have peace about if that person is the right person for you or not. But what Ken's talked about is she like actively pursued that peace. She didn't uh, passively wait for that peace to come to her. She pursued that peace day in and day out. And it's funny, Ken's, because I feel like our journeys are, are different, but they're similar at the same time of like, you actively pursued that peace while dating Josh. I feel like I actively pursued that peace in singleness. And so- for me, I'm not married or engaged, but I am dating someone who I'm very confident in. And so, um, and it's been funny, like it, I was confident in it very, very early on. And so um, I think that's, what's been cool is like, you can do that in singleness. Like you can literally actively pursue God's peace for you in a relationship in singleness. You don't have to wait until you're dating somebody to go, okay, now I got to see, is this the one? Am I ready? I think you can do that just as much in singleness. And so, um, that pursuit of what God has for you is active. It's not passive. So that's what I would say as well. So like if you're pursuing God yeah. for that, he's going to tell you, we trust him to tell us. So yes, even in our love life, you guys. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I want to answer this one. Tips of getting over a breakup. Mm. Gosh, this is so hard. And I have one really big tip and that's just to like, uh, okay. I'm going to, I don't know how to say this right, but I would just say, um, stick to not talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I yeah. we see a lot of times after breakups, um, we see that like, you, it's hard. It's so hard. You're used to being with this person and all of a sudden you go to like not talking at all. And I would say though, like it's important to like not reach out to them. There's going to be moments of weakness where you're like, I miss them and I'm late night text them or you want, you like want to text them out something random, picking something up at their house, little moment, this and that. You like want to reach out to them and we'll come up with like a million funny excuses why you could maybe text them. And I would just say like, just try not to don't reach out to them. And this is why is because healing will happen. And I, I just really do want to speak to this healing will really happen. You will not feel this. It won't feel like this hard for, for forever. Like it really, really won't like God is going to bring like peace. He's going to restore your joy. He's going to restore your confidence, um, and your faith in meeting somebody else. He's going to restore all this. Like he really is. He's the God of restoration and healing. Like, Mm -hmm. and he cares so, so, so deeply about your heart, especially right now because it's broken. And so, I would say lean into him and do everything in your power not to reach out to them because you know what? Healing will come a lot sooner if you don't reach out to them. I see so many friends um, just prolong the process of Mm. healing, like prolonged by months and years oftentimes because they've reached out to them. So I would say like, that's the biggest thing. Like don't reach out to them, like actually cut them out of your life so that you can heal and like make that the priority. That's so good. So So good, Ken's. I love it. Okay. I love it. Um, okay. I'll answer this one. Do you have any advice on being patient for the right guy to come into your life? 
Um, so I have so I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> Again, we did a whole podcast episode on this. It's called For the Girl Who Thought She Would Be Married by Now. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like even since then, I've learned a lot more. And I would say a couple of things that kind of stand out to me in this moment. Um, number one, I would say be honest with God in the process. Like I think for a long time I sugarcoated my prayers or I would try to answer my prayers myself, or I would try to convince myself that I wasn't frustrated at God. And I think like there's a beauty of going to God and saying, God, yeah, I'm not thrilled about this God. And like sit in that discomfort with him. I think often we try to, we try to comfort ourselves rather than sitting in discomfort with God. And God has answers for you in the discomfort if you'll sit with him long enough to hear them. And so I would say, start to practice that in your prayer life. I think that's so important and can be so great and so fun and is actually a really cool spiritual practice. Um, I would say another thing is when you are waiting and when you maybe feel like you're ready, but you're not sure, um, I would say, and I said, I've said this a million times, but I I so believe this to be true. And that is um, to fill your life in the meantime, like literally don't leave a void. Don't leave it empty. Um, Your life should be so full that when you finally do meet someone, if you finally meet someone, you literally have to move things around and make adjustments for them because you're so full of relationships, of friendships, of time with investing, of following your dreams, of serving all of these different things. I think like, why would we want to wait around on empty when we could wait around on full? I think that that's such an important thing to do. And then the third thing I would say is, um, and I can say this now with even more confidence is to expect to be surprised. So be actively expecting that God is going to do something like God is going to show up, like expect it, look for it, look for evidence that God is moving in that area of your life every single day. Don't just like hide yourself in a closet and be like, okay, God, I'll come out when you you tell me to like expect that he's doing stuff. He's moving, he's making a way, but then expect to be surprised. Expect that it's going to look nothing like you thought it was. Um, that when things pop up and you're like, yeah, that ain't it because it's not what I thought it is. Lean into that. Cause it might be it. And so I think for me, like I am, was single for a really long time and I am dating someone now. And if I wouldn't, if I would have just gone off of what I thought it was going to look like, I would have totally missed him because it was a surprise (laughs) and leaning into that surprise and going, God, are you in this? Are you in this? Um, and not being totally sure, but like just continuing to lean in it and continuing to like trust his peace, follow his peace. Um, it's funny because like, once I got past the surprise, it's like, oh yeah, this is everything I've ever prayed for and wanted and would have missed if I wouldn't have looked like beneath the surprise God. And so I think that those are a couple of things I would just suggest as you're waiting, waiting on your man, maybe, or you're hoping to like get into a relationship. Yes. (laughs) That's so good. Um, I just did a, we just did a little like workshop on expectations and um I think this is really really huge and I just actually even want to tie this into it loop this into any single ladies waiting for their person um your expectation of what God can do should be so high your expectation should be so high and I know that probably makes you feel like you're gonna cringe and die because you've been told to keep your expectations low because you might be let down or disappointed but here's the thing that's like in the natural that's what like humans will disappoint us but God won't disappoint us like he's the creator of the earth he can move whatever he wants around to make that happen for you so have your expectations and what he can do really high and you know what because the importance of this is because your expectations lead to the outcome. So if you're expecting little of God, you're probably going to end up get like committing to what some little poopy man who's just not good for you. <laughs> I you hate know? that you just said that. Okay, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, just the guy. Some little poopy man. You Here's the thing. You're going to settle for the guy before the guy. You need to yeah. Be yeah. If your yeah. expectations yeah. are low. Yeah. And I just saw a question that said like, what if should, should I date a guy that's not a Christian? And I was thinking about it and I'm like, 
you just shouldn't. And here's why. Not because of like, I mean, whatever, you know, equally yoked, all that stuff. But let me just tell you, dating someone who's in love with Jesus is so fun. It's so good. It's so awesome. So So like get your expectations up that God can send you a man, that God can bring a man into your life that loves Jesus and is also awesome. Like, I love that. I believe that. You want to know yeah. the definition of expectation? I do. You want to know that? I do. Okay. It is a strong belief that something will happen. What's the core word in this? That was belief. So mm. expectation is essentially belief. Belief in what God can do. You see, we could talk about like, if I just was like, believe God can is going to have somebody great for you believe god is going to have somebody great you probably roll your eyes a little bit but if we were like and you probably would barely listen to us but if we're like expect something great you're like wait what that feels different and so they're all tied together and then it comes down to the belief like it's like so who do you believe what do you believe of god do you really believe he has the best in mind for you if your answer mm-hmm. is yes like keep your expectations high if you can't answer that confidently go to the root of your belief in who god is like why are you not believing that yeah and ask good. yourself a ton of questions there um because god will reveal a lot to you because we've got to get our expectations high of what the god of the universe can do in your life he wants the best 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 for you here's the thing too your best might not be the most handsome guy out there in the whole world you know mr ab man this is where the surprise comes in yes this is the surprise so good i don't know why all these ladies are just looking for the good looks like it just doesn't matter as much let's just look, look for like character right yeah character yeah matters so much and honestly i've seen the 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 worst looking guys become the best looking guys in their forties. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. That'd be a great yeah. surprise. That would yeah. be a really good surprise. And that's the surprise guys. That's what I'm talking about. So the guy that I'm dating is I'll just put it out there. Why not? Put it out oh, there. Please. The guy that I'm dating is six years younger than me. I would have never picked that on my own. In fact, when I heard his age, I was like, Oh, absolutely not. And then it's yeah. funny how like, got past that, got beyond that and realizing that, you know, age actually is just a number and it doesn't define maturity. It doesn't define any of those things. And literally once I got past that like surface level thing that was getting in the way, I'm not kidding. It was like, suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, like it's everything I've ever wanted, everything I've ever thought to myself, God, it'd be so cool if like, you know, my future someone had this characteristic or this quality. And that is what is so funny. I would have missed it if I would have just stayed on the surface. And I think a lot of girls miss awesome guys because they're like, well, I really want a guy who's, you know, over six foot. And then they miss a guy because he's like, just doesn't fit some quality or characteristic. And if we're really real with ourselves, we all kind of have those lists that unknowingly keep us from, from God's best sometime for us. I think that's so good. Oh my gosh. And our lists are hilarious. You guys, they've been so skewed by the world. So skewed by the world. We're like, Oh, he's not going to look good on my Insta feed. He's not going to be what (laughs) I, what, like, he doesn't wear the brands I would wear. We would just never get along. Oh, he has a, I don't know. We come up with the weirdest things and the weirdest things don't matter. It's all about the character, his character, your list and expect big things of God. You guys, it's believe big things of God. If you're not believing that, you need to get with Jesus before you meet one singular man because you, need you to might miss him God. again. You could miss him again. Oh my gosh. Okay. We should stop this okay. now. I, I have think we're about done. One final question in the relationship okay. question because I just want to put this to rest once and for all. And that's the question. Can girls make the first move in terms of relationships? Ken, did you make did you make a move for Josh? Yeah, I wouldn't say like I necessarily made the first move, but absolutely. I'm you made the first for- move. You kind of did make the first move. I it was mean, subtle, but you made the yeah. first move. Yes. I did. Yes. I made one of the first moves was that we, I slid into his DMs, which is just like embarrassing because I know everybody does this, but, or I didn't slide into his DMs. You met I in scrolled, person. I scrolled, I mean, met in person. And then I scrolled like 30 photos down to like two years 
previously and commented on one of his photos that I literally said, quote, I like the look. And yes. then it was just like great. It was great bait. He just respond. He literally DM'd exactly. me right after. You made a so, subtle move. Here's the thing. But here's I have more. Thing. Wait, I, no. I got more. <laughs> no, let me finish my sentence. Okay, so here's the thing. He you- was interested. Okay, go. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> he was interested in me, but was like maybe nervous. Actually, he probably, I think, well, we're not going to get in the details of the story, but he, like, originally thought that I, like, rejected him, which that was just, like, weird and very skewed. I don't even know, but, like, all these things are made up, you guys, and then you, if you make the first move, you're just clear, giving clarity. You're giving clarity. clarity. You're giving the guy the courage yeah. to actually, like, then make a move back. Guys that can be oblivious, they just don't even know that you could have been a thing or that it could have even worked ever and so yeah you've got to yeah. give them a little confidence in that and so making the move we're not going to make the moves until like you're in a relationship like at some point they need to turn around and pursue you too but okay, okay can you let I'll me let talk, talk now I know, okay I'll let you talk I'm I'll like talk. itching to say something okay here's the okay. thing girls Yes, you can make the first move. Make a move. It doesn't have to be crazy. Make a subtle move. And then here's what I so believe. Guys do. They need the little like push. They need the little confidence booster, whatever. Like, for example, with with Tyler and I, I texted Tyler first. I really wasn't even trying to like start something, but I did text him first, which then gave him the confidence to make moves. There's a difference in making a move and pursuing someone. Guys need to pursue you ultimately. Like they need to be the one calling you, asking you on dates, whatever. When a guy likes you, he will pursue you. And so girls, I see all of these girls wasting months of their lives with crushes on these guys when all they have to do is make a little move and see if a guy pursues you back. Like rather than wasting months and months and months wondering, questioning, doubting, obsessing over guys, that you're like, does he like me? Does he like me? Does he like me? Test it, make a move. And if he starts to make moves back, then he probably likes you. He's probably into you and he'll start pursuing you. If he doesn't, great. You know, you can move on. So I think that's super important. I would say absolutely girls, you can make a move. Um, but you shouldn't have to be the one ultimately pursuing a guy. If you're making a move and then you're, he didn't do anything. And then you're making another move and he's not doing anything, then it's probably not going to happen. So that would be my advice. I think like wow. I have just seen like you can make a move. It's actually awesome. Most a lot of people's stories start with girls making the first move and it's awesome. And so I'm all here for it. Ken's I'm ho- I'm here for wow. the girls making the moves. I am too. I think it's just like a good thing. It gets the it stirs the pot. Yeah, you know, take some action. Just like any other area of your life, you would take some action in some boldness this too. All right, and don't you just hear girls like obsessing for months and months over making not and like wondering, and then like they make finally they get clarity, and it's like he never really liked them the whole time, and they could have yes. known that early on and saved themselves yes. a lot of obsession time. Absolutely, I know this could have you could have got the ball rant. the pot during way much I, I'm really <laughs> glad you said that now this is what we needed this is the content we needed okay we better wrap this up now that we're I don't even know how long we just talked for I, I have no idea no idea. I can't yeah. see a timer but All right, this guys, was fun this is, yeah <laughs> wow I think the audio was, hopefully the audio wasn't too atrocious, guys, but um, more bonus episodes coming your way soon, and be on the lookout for that new study of Psalms coming in June, the book of Psalms. We're so excited, and that's all we got for you today. Yes, you guys are the best, and we love you all. We'll do this again soon. You can expect an episode, another For the Girl episode coming your way, so we're, we're, we're in action. That's right. (laughs) All right. Bye, Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam.